Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Sir Jimmy of House Nuts, Master of the Web, Lady Dawn of House Wright, Sir Chris of House Farber, Lady Tracy of House Fa, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys and Lady of Jameson, Lord John of House Fry, Lady Juliana of House Stradley, Sir David of House Fraser, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir Matthew of House Perry, Lady Madeline of House Fritzel, Lady Adrian of House Dillard, Lady Ashley of House Gardner, Lady Lismalin of House Morales. This episode of Bend the Knee is protected by Sir Ryan of House Turbush, Lady Sarah the Unraveler. Our current champion is Lady Kira of House Arnold. Our current master of coin is Lord Jason of House Ross. Squire to Sir Matt, Lady Betsy of House Hudson. whole breakdown here mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. you were going to talk a little bit about house dairy here and some yep. of the theories and stuff surrounding it because we're talking all these different identities all these different theories yeah. it's just endless um you know it one is. in that there are a lot of secret identities and the other that we've confirmed that there are just a lot of people when you really look at it yeah i guess they actually did have a secret identity for a little bit and the way George writes is he writes in all these ways where you're like, well, who's this person's father? He leaves it ambiguous to cause you to go down the rabbit hole of like, who is this person's father? Who is actually this person? So that's just how he writes it. Right. Yeah, it, it's 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 uh, fascinating when you think about um, just all these different because because when I was reading. So this all comes from, you know, Matt, Matt sends me down a rabbit hole of Bonifer Hasty. Uh, looking that kind of stuff up, I'm already reading uh, a Jamie chapter in, I think it's a Feast for Crows. I have to, I have to check her. Maybe a source. Yeah, yeah. Either way, um, it's about House Derry. He's on his way, excuse me, on his way to um, the siege at River Run. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has to stop at House Derry. And I, re- I was thinking back to, you remember when we were doing our Game of Thrones, uh, our, our, you know, read through? We get to House Derry. And there is uh, Tyrion and Jamie find those uh, Targaryen banners. Yes. Tucked away. They look at the walls. They see that these banners had been taken down. They can see where the stone is black and where it's white. Um, 
which is interesting. And, and then, you know, something has been removed and nothing has been hung up in their place to disguise. Like you didn't put up uh, Robert Baratheon or other, you, you didn't replace the banners that you took down, which is a, a key that they're still kind of holding out for, um, you know, possible Targaryen returning to, to, to power. They, they yeah. find these things, right? I mean, like it was, it happened so early. George lets us know in a game of Thrones that that happens, that uh, it, it's, it's like, okay, that's one thing. He just, he shows us that it's there. When George comes back to something again, later on, Jamie is there and he's there to see his cousin, Lancel Lannister. And he won't, Really, I don't even know if he's consummated the marriage or what all he's, he's he's not sleeping with his wife. He's down. He's going through his whole uh, religious sort of um, undertaking, repenting for his sins, all of that stuff. And Jamie notices something's not right. And this is where uh, the, the phrase is through like the female line of House Derry. They're still alive, but the male heirs are not there. Lancel is in charge. We'll talk about the bastards here in a second. That's a whole other other theory. But the fact that Jamie is there and he recalls the first time, the last time that he was there with Tyrion and he, he recalls those uh, those banners. So he does it a second time books later. And to me, it just it made me think like, OK, this is a house that is still loyal in, in, in a lot of ways, whether it's in, the, in their servants, um, whether it's through the bastards or or whatever. But like over over time, they have. um they have kept the faith, if you will. And Viserys in the first book also mentions that House Derry is one of those houses that would answer the call when they returned. When they came back, House Derry would be one of those. And so I started thinking like, yeah, what are some of these other factions and groups or people that would rally, I guess, to a young Griff or to Danny? And House Derry is right at the top. And then you and we're talking Willem Derry, right? Freaking Willem Derry is the one who spirit who takes away uh Danny and Viserys helps raise them. So like that's kind of a big deal, right? That they're there from the beginning. They're very important in the secret in the the secrets of Daenerys Stormborn. Right? So there's all this mystery about Lemongate and and where they went. Did they go down to Dorne? Um where do lemon trees grow? They don't grow in Bravos. The whole thing. You guys know Lemongate. But I mean, he's he's a guy who is integral part to the Targaryens, uh, master at arms. And then I believe his brother, let me pull this up real quick. I think his brother was in the Kingsguard, actually. Uh, yeah. Yeah. His brother was was yet. Uh, Jonathor Derry. Yeah. OK. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So he was actually in the, in the, in the Kingsguard there. So, yeah, just just kind of a cool connection to their house and um, how they're how they, I think they will probably answer the call. Now, let me see if I can find this real quick, because this leads me into the uh, the bastards. And I might have clicked out of it, but there's theories on who I've got like 100 tabs open here um, on who the bastards might be. Mm -hmm. We might have to hold off on that and do it another time. No, that's that's okay. And uh, yeah, I mean House Derry. And remember, there's actually a new house as House Lannister of Derry. Yeah. Right. 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 Because uh, you know, Lancel is is granted Castle Derry. 
um, and to have their own sort of sigil. Let me pull it up on the screen here. Uh, <clears throat> there we go. Sorry, unfortunately, it doesn't always scales weird here. Um, but you've got the Lannister and the uh, Derry sigil there. But yeah, I mean, Willem Derry is this guy who is there when Rayella. And remember, the things surrounding Daenerys' birth kind of intriguing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about this uh, earlier, you know, part one of this of this of this podcast um, when we did our big breakdown is Daenerys is, you know, Rayella gets pregnant a re- nine months, obviously, before Daenerys is born, obviously, uh, but it's we're like we're well into the war of Robert's Rebellion. Then Rhaegar is killed on the Trident, air quote, killed, and then she's sent off to Dragonstone. Yeah. Is it possible that she gets pregnant over there? I mean, what's the timeline look like? That she gets pregnant on Dragonstone. Oh. um, Because they're on Dragonstone for almost like a year. Right. Because, Um, I mean, also keep in mind, it takes Robert a year to finish the Trident, go down to King's Landing, finish that up, and then, like, make their way over. Because it's like, when Daenerys is born, they're, like, fleeing. It's like, we gotta get out of here, like, right now. Yeah, they, right, for sure. So, um, yeah, do they, is there, they are there a long time. And, but I guess, like, when she leaves, supposedly she's she's pregnant, right? Right. Supposedly. So, so yeah, that just and that would have been what year did you have? Uh it's two eighty three, isn't it? Isn't that the year of the two eighty three? It would have to be that Danny's born. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was what, trying to figure out when Yeah, because it were Yeah, or is it are you trying to think like who could be the other right. Born 284, Dragon Sun, right? 284, yeah. And he's born 284. Um, yeah, so she's there for a long time. I, I, To me, I always just go back to it being mysterious that like this, that Rail is still able to have children and, you know. Exactly, uh, because it's described as she had trouble. And then he's, he, and then the Mad King has Viserys because there's theories that Danny might not even be the Mad King's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be Rhaegar's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and then and then you go down. He's to... also, you know, crazy. So who knows? <laughs> He's right. like out of his mind at that point. Right. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either if if Rayella was involved. I mean, loving her son and uh, being involved in some secret plot to take his daughter, Rhaegar's daughter, or someone, right. you know, whatever to Dragonstone and even or, Cause, I, I, right because Daenerys describes when she describes William Derry she talks about like you know we never had anyone except for William Derry but he died when we were young when I was young mm-hmm. yeah 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 he dies when we, were, when, when we were young and so he the answer is I guess I think about House Derry and I wonder um if there's anyone left who knows or if there's people 
Like, are there letters? Was there something left over that would tell us more about that story or give us more insight to uh, Danny's birth and and then what Willem Derry did and, and and all of that? Because they know, I mean, it's it's sort of well known, I guess, that he takes them away and and is a part of that. Their house is is punished, if you will, for being Targaryen loyalists, but yet they're proud that they that they were a part of that, that Willem was a part of rescuing and spiriting away, right? A, a, a princess and prince. And could have, and it could have been to Dorn even, right? Cause mm -hmm. lemon gate and all of that stuff. And so that would be, I mean, if that's, if that's, the, if the lemon, you know, the lemon gate is in Dorn and not Bravos, like we think, then now you can tie the Martells into house dairy which mm -hmm. could tie up a, a big deal with what's going on with Dorne right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And the plotting yeah. and the scheming. Right, 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 right. Um, okay. So I just found something here. I was looking for this and I was totally wrong about who, who this is. So I thought this was, uh, so we've got, her name is Nina uh, Friel, maybe. Mm -hmm. And she she writes on, I guess she wrote on wars and politics of ice and fire on their WordPress. Okay. If, you, if you ever search any theories and you're looking for pretty intense stuff, I thought it was uh, Br Brendan Beefish or whatever uh, his name is. He runs the podcast as well. Uh, mm -hmm. I thought it was this was his blog, but maybe not. So I was trying to give credit because I want to give credit because I'm about to read this here. And yeah. I think it's impressive and you should go check it out. So this is from War and Politics of Ice and Fire. And I was looking into this is called The Shadows. Uh, in the shadows, the plowman at the gates. So again, our listeners love to go look up a lot of different theories and stuff. I'm just reading the conclusion of this just so I can bring up these potentials because I've seen these names tossed around as the dairy bastards. But either it being Tristan Rivers uh, or Humphrey Waters, the dairy bastards noted in Joffrey's declaration. Um, it's that's just, that's the speculation is that the, it could be Tristan, it could be Humphrey Waters. Nothing in the text specifically indicates that this bastard is still alive as of a dance with dragons or that he or she will return to the story, nor is it important that um, even if the bastard of dairy returns, it would not be someone completely unknown. So nevertheless, the story has taken pains to point out that the dairy's unwavering and costly loyalty to the Targaryen cause with such a uh, stringently Targaryen loyal family and a Targaryen pretender currently invading Westeros a resurgence of the dairies under the revived Targaryen dynasty is perhaps a sensible turn for the narrative to take. If the bastard of dairy is a man already at play, so to speak, in the story, either Tristan Waters or Humphrey Waters seems a likely candidate. The would-be Viserys uh, III, once named House Dairy, as a family likely to rally to his cause should he return to his homeland. That prince never made it back to Westerosi shores, but his support, his supposed nephew, um, more than successfully, more successful than he on that score may prove the truth of his words. So it's, it's a fascinating read. There's literally tons to this and I will not uh, read the entire thing because it is, is very well, well thought out, but it's awesome. It, it's also important to look at when you're looking at house dairy, um, their connections, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. so you have, um, Mariah, I guess if you want to, uh, M-A-R-I-Y-A, uh, is, um, she marries a fray, right? And they, uh, they actually, this house, house dairy marries into the phrase a little bit. If you actually mm -hmm. look at where they're located, 
right? They're just sort of down here in the Riverlands, just sort of by Harrenhal. But a lot of them marry into the Freys as well as the Boltons mm-hmm. um, are who they're, they're married into, which are sort of two houses, right? That um, are on, I guess, like the other side of the war, if you want to view it from like the Stark, I guess, you know, perspective or perhaps even the Targaryen perspective. They're sort of certainly, I guess, in a way allied with the Lannisters. And you could have House Derry come in here and make some maneuvers that could sort of in two fell swoops almost end a lot of what's going on in the north and the riverlands mm-hmm. yeah in terms in yeah. terms in terms of like siege the siege of power i mean because you've got i mean the twins you know we all think aria is going to come over and just kill all them perhaps but maybe lady stoneheart's involved right and so then, I th- again also um they're down here but then you maybe do something with the boltons too because if uh, looking at it, I'll pull it up over here. House Dairy, this this uh, family family tree here, but you're married into the phrase quite a bit. I mean, in multiple children married into the phrase, uh, and then you're married, and then Lancel's married in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so you're married into the Lannisters too. So there's a lot of they could they could actually be this sort of as you said, come out of nowhere and have a lot of sway by who they who they're married to. Right. And it, it seems like people want this house to kind of come back. And it, it has it has faced a lot that that what was striking to me, what led me to all this stuff is the fact that they have remained over the course of all these books, truly loyal. And they are trying to grow and keep their family alive. But the, the male members are dying and you have someone I pulled him up here. I'm going to read about this guy real quick. So people are always wanting us to dive into characters we don't talk a whole lot about. And these are definitely all in a dance with dragons. And that's sort of why, because we're not quite there in our reread. But uh, the, the bastard, the potential bastard put forward uh, by Nina, uh, again, over on War and Politics of Ice and Fire WordPress.com uh, is Sir Tristan Rivers and being like a Westerosi sellsword, then is in service with the Golden Company and he is a bastard. So he is an exiled bastard and an outlaw from the Riverlands. And he's present during John Connington's rendezvous with the Gold Company three miles south um of Volantheris and voices a strong opinion on Alerio's plans. So he has this whole quote uh and whatnot. Just an interesting guy who is an outlawed uh individual, an exiled bastard. And you think about these individuals like Willem Derry, you think about uh what would happen to those members of House Derry and how they would be kind of ousted, right? Sent away. And if he could come back, I think uh and be he's he's definitely in in a position of power near young griff uh that would be yeah, kind of I mean, cool i mean dude look at the, look at this look at the, here's a character right like Mar- mariah maria i guess however you want to pronounce it uh yeah. dairy who marries merit Frey, and that's the guy who gets who gets hung right merit Frey is the guy who right uh, lady stoneheart there you don't yeah. really see anything about her other than that she's the daughter of a previous lord uh lord dairy and um she's there when jamie is present at the castle that's it Mm -hmm. but my god look at look at the marriages of her kids dude this Mm -hmm. isn't i mean here you go her her kids right uh marries lancel lannister Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh fat walda right Mm -hmm. frey uh marries roose bolton Mm -hmm. and then little walter frey too you know we know he's running around the little Walter, right Mm -hmm. so i mean is yeah right yeah i mean like 
her kids are pretty a lot of political power mm -hmm. across the board <laughs> yeah 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 it's it's interesting in that uh, again she is in that in that dinner i think um again kind of pushing for a restoration of house dairy wanting to kind of bring it bring it back uh to its former status if you will so and, and definitely her um her daughter is is as well through through lancel they're pleading their their you know they're the brotherhood without banners is out there running around they're trying to get jamie to stay uh and, and help out more instead of going on to river run but he has to go do that so yeah it, it just was really interesting in the conversation about a bastard cousin and these other brothers for house dairy come up and you can go around different places and, and look at house dairy being mentioned and they just suffer so greatly and they're they're in a prime spot as you said to to be a big deal and yeah. they were i mean they're super important like from the get-go a member of their house took i mean helps rescue danny and viserys they're 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 the, as close as you can get like the most loyal of loyal right they are the ones who preserve danny and help her get away and, and all this kind of stuff so they're in the thick of it I, I i just feel like there is way more there that hasn't been revealed and again to nina's uh post that i was reading like we don't know if george is going to bring in a, a, a brand new character or did he just do that in this tristan waters and it being someone who was exiled with john connington these people know stuff man like they are the people who kind of can come in later and they were exiled people who are going to come back and can tell more of the story or um add some weight to to young griff so yeah yeah Crazy. um so yeah are you down to keep going here because this i mean <clears throat> yes this is where okay let's go let's keep diving okay so <clears throat> along the same line of of thought i was rolling into who else is kind of and jesus christ I mean, i've got so many freaking tabs here let me let me close some That's of these <laughs> um the merryweathers right so I was talking to you about this, and we can eventually get back to Bonifer if you want to. Well, no, that, that, that's fine. That's fine. We'll, we'll keep this going. And then okay. um, for extended edition, by the way, I have the uh, I have the Bonifer B plus R equals D. Jesus, just, oh god, <laughs> just okay. Bonifer plus Rayla equals Davos, and it's pretty legit. I'm not gonna lie. I was looking over it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. As we're going here, it's it's good, incredibly believable. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so here's just something interesting. I want this is for our listeners to kind of think about as, as we explore more characters. So uh, you have a character, Orton Merriweather, who is the Lord of Longtable, uh, the head of House Merriweather. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And let me see. Yeah, he is the grandson of Owen Merriweather, who was a hand of the king to the Mad King, Ares Targaryen. And he is actually, during Ares' time, He's exiled from Westeros. This is, again, Owen um, Merriweather, head of the king. He's not containing Robert's Rebellion. He's doing a piss-poor job, so he is exiled. And he goes into exile with his grandson. He takes some of his family with him. And there, uh, Orton will find his uh, Mirish bride. T- uh, I would say Tana, mm-hmm. or I think it's T- Tana Merriweather. Tana. Yeah. Yeah. So, now... The, the theory is, again, so this is someone who is possibly Robert. Uh, so the Mad King bans them. Boom, they're out. And you, to, to get back into Westeros, something had to happen. They were, again, working with the Mad King, Hand of the King. You're pretty, you're pretty high up there. So even though you fell out of the Mad King's graces, you're still what I would kind of lump in terms of like a, a Targaryen loyalist faction group, House Merryweather. And so when, when he's exiled, the, the theory is that when, when Tana uh, Merryweather shows up now, she, she's like getting involved with Cersei. She's in bed with her. She's scheming. She comes in with the Tyrells. She's kind of, people believe, a double agent. But her husband, Orton, there are, there are some suggestions that like he was like paying close attention to the singer that Cersei kind of uh, the blue the, the bard that she imprisons and that maybe he's not uh, maybe he's more interested in in men than he is women. I don't know uh, that there's there's some people who, who say that in the in the comments on this on this particular post. But Matt, the idea and I never thought about this. They have a son named Russell who was born in either 292. Uh, or 293 AC. He's about one to two years younger than Tommen. Um, and so when when uh, Tana Merriweather is there with Cersei, they she wants the friendship to kind of, you know, happen between the two. Tommen is right. he needs people to to play with, to hang out with, all this kind of stuff. And I don't know how many times it was, but multiple times uh, she turns down bringing Russell Merriweather to play with uh, Tommen. Tommen. And this whole this whole um, speculation sort of erupted. This is a best of 2019 best theory analysis. This is uh, by Lord Too Fat and um, speculating about Russell Merriweather. So here we go. I'm just going to read this to you guys. And it's not too long. Uh, and I guess we'll, we'll see where we want to stop with this and get into some some interesting um, 
stuff on on who this who this could be. So I've seen this subject discussed a number of times, but never a post dedicated to fully develop the theory. First of all, apologies, English is not my first language, so we'll see how this goes. Um, I think Russell Merriweather is King Robert's bastard. Um, so right out the gate, Matt, that's a reason why you wouldn't bring uh, Robert's right. bastard in front of Cersei. Okay, so. During a feast for crows, uh, Cersei wants the boy to come to King's Landing to befriend Tommen. Yet, uh, Tana refuses and makes excuses and changes the subject. So he's mentioned numerous times, and again, it's just like, why does George mention his name? Why does he bring him up at all? If if he's not and it, like brings him up, mentions that they have a child. This child could play with Tommen, but the mother is refusing to bring him to court numerous times. Although she's like. You know, uh, Tana is super into Cersei, supposedly sleeping yes. with her, all these different things. Right. So we know that Tana is 10 years younger than Cersei. That puts her uh, birth date at uh, 276. Orton Merriweather was exiled during Robert's rebellion in 282. At some point, Orton married her in uh, Mir during his exile. According to Gurm, conventional marriage age is 16. We also know that Russell was born in long table and is six years old that means he was born in 293 which means he was conceived in 292 or 293 uh tana was 16 years old in 292 so there's a lot of dates to follow you guys can look all that up and kind of go through the math here and look at robert's rebellion and see where we're going with this if russell was born in long table in 293 that means all of his all of this um all these events happened a short time frame, uh, just a, within a couple months. Sorry, the English is a little bit right. rough. So I'm going to try to translate it for you. No, that's fine. Uh, the Merriweather, the Merriweathers get married. They return to Westeros. Robert restores Longtable. Russell is born. What happened here? Robert was good um, at turning enemies into friends, and surely this made sense during the war, or even immediately after. For controversial and new regime, it would be smart to pardon enemies or to distribute those lands and titles to reward allies and make new ones. But to seek out former enemies after so many years and restore their lands made no sense at all. Either he would have already awarded Longtable to someone else or he would have kept it for himself and had no reason at all to return it to the Merryweathers. I think the reason that Robert returned those lands uh, to Tana or is Tana. Um, she seduced him and got pregnant and really that's for me that was it like i i read okay i guess that does make sense he is someone he's robert's very against the targaryens he's very out on uh there being you know he wants to kill daenerys and and whatnot but what he will do is protect his own right uh he will take care of his bastards when he does father them so that's something that he's done whether it be highborn um bastard or lowborn whatever they're still kind of looked after in a way even if it's by his people so this makes sense if we take into account that orton is probably gay and if so the merryweathers have a lavender marriage uh tana is a trophy wife meant to win him prestige or to impress other men or to use her to influence other men she is after all arguably the sexiest woman in all of westeros <laughs> uh surely you would prefer to have him close at hand where you could see him every day he is your only child is he not and this is again a quote from the books for the present my lord husband has asked the gods to bless us uh with another son um in case 
Uh, Tain warmed the bed as well as Robert ever had and never tried to force Cersei's legs apart. Of late, she had shared the queen's bed more often than Lord Merriweather's. Orton did not seem to mind, or if he did, he knew better than to say so. Uh, afterward, they had baked apples with a sharp white cheese. Lady, uh, Lady Tana savored every bite. Not so Orton Merriweather, who, whose round face remained blotched and pale from broth to cheese. He drank heavily and kept stealing glances at the singer. So there's some of that evidence that like, um, you know, that that he is basically that, that he's gay, right? That he could be gay, that, that um, he might not be uh, the father of their child and that Robert Baratheon was originally. So they haven't had another child since then. He doesn't care that she spends nights with Cersei and he keeps staring at the handsome singer. Furthermore, Orton Merriweather is associated uh, with horns. You shock me, my lady, the queen said, teasing. If danger excites you so, why wed Lord Orton? We all love him, it is true, but still. Peter had once remarked that the horn of plenty that adorned Meriwether's arms suited Lord Orton admirably since he had uh, carrot-colored hair, a nose as bulbous as beetroot, and uh, peas porridge for wit. So, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, this takes us down to uh, Tina's mysterious scarred black hair lover tain laughed my lord is more uh bountiful than than dangerous this is so yet i hope f i hope your grace would not think the less of me but i did not come a maid entire to orton's bed there we go matt i did not come a maid entire to orton's bed they stayed up late in the morning drinking arbor gold and telling one another tales uh tana got quite drunk in and cersei uh, pride the name of her secret lover from her. He was a mirish sea captain, half a pirate with black hair to the shoulders and a scar that ran across his face from chin to ear. A hundred times I told him no. And he said, yes, the other woman told her until finally I was saying yes as well. He was God dang it, George. I know, man, <laughs> he was, he was not the sort of man to be denied. I know the sort the queen said with a wry smile. Was, um, has your grace ever known a man like that? I wonder. Robert, she lied, thinking of Jamie. So wouldn't it be brilliant writing if Cersei had it right? Later in the Mirish swamp scene, notice what George does here. She wondered what if, uh, what it would feel like to suckle on those breasts, to lay the Mirish woman on her back and to push her legs apart and to use her as a man would use her, the way Robert would use her when, uh, when the drink was in him. Uh, and she was unable to bring him off with hand or mouth. Those had been the worst nights, lying helpless underneath him as he took his pleasure, uh, stinking of wine and grunting like a boar. Usually he rolled off and went to sleep as soon as it was done and was snoring before his seed could dry upon her thigh. She was always sore afterwards, raw between the legs, her breast painful uh, from the mauling that he would give her. Uh, for Robert, those nights never happened. Come morning, he remembered nothing, or so he would have her believe. Cersei had voiced her displeasure the next day. You hurt me, she complained, and had the grace, uh, and had the grace to look ashamed. It was not me, my lady, he said in a sulky tone, like a child caught stealing apple cakes, apple cakes from the kitchen. Holy, st I'm like making, I'm seeing stuff right. Double connection to apple cakes there, my friend. Uh, it was the wine I, I drank too much wine. Sooner or later, there would always come a night when he would drink too much 
or want to claim his rights? Does she dream of Mir? She wondered. Or is it her lover with the scar, the dangerous dark-haired man who would not be refused? She was quite certain Tana was not dreaming of Lord Orton. So this goes on, man, and it's just, there's quite a bit here, just like different bits of um, connection that that Tana is, that Cersei's thinking about Robert, like this man who took Tana the same way that Robert took Cersei. That makes sense? Right. 100%. Yeah, it, there, there's, a, there's a lot more, and I, I don't need to like read all of it. it you know, again, it's... Ger, uh, Germ's freaking uh, writing is is wild on this. This is this is some of the most intense. Like the right. we think of Tyrion often, right, right? Right? Yeah. Cersei gets into it here, and it just, she does in some of those in some of those later some of the yeah feast and and dance. Yes, yeah, she does. Right. She definitely does, especially with Tina. And it's actually it's one of the it's honestly I I really actually I said this before I you George is so good when he talks about especially when he talks about that like how her relationship Cersei's relationship with her is that like she was never forced on her like Robert used to mm-hmm. and it actually makes you come around a little bit on Cersei and begin to be like oh you know then they start exploring her a bit more like with her how Tywin never gave her an opportunity because she's a woman and you mm-hmm. begin to sort of like Cersei a little bit and then I know we get blasted we have t- plenty of negative reviews where I've defended Cersei sometimes because uh, <laughs> I know because everyone hates her but I think it's just it just shows the brilliance in George's writing to give you this other side of this character who you've mostly hated the entire time right well exactly and and talk about the brilliance of his writing here here's another thing too around Cersei what sort of plagued her and what she went after early on in the series was Robert's bastards and now she's hooking up with a woman who most likely she's making, she's treating um, Tana. And I hope I'm saying that right. I, I, I don't I remember the audiobook as right. how it said, but um, that she is treating her the same way that Robert would treat her on some nights, which is sort of like the same way that that uh, dark hair, black hair, right? Robert Baratheon um, style hair man treated her uh, right. and got her with child. Uh, which we presume is is Russell, and she doesn't want that child to show up with Tommen because it's this he's the spitting image of of uh, Robert Baratheon, and then so anyway, th- all of that is really subtle. It's just it's it's not really in your face, and I never thought about the, like so. Now, why does it matter? Um, the big question with this group with the Merryweathers, as soon as the whole uh, trial breaks out and and Cersei's in with the Faith and things are going south pretty quick. See, like she rats out the Tyrells and uh, I'm sorry, the yeah, Marjorie. And um, so she's ratting them out, but she came in with them. She's got like a double agent. A lot of people believe that she's working for Varys and that they're a part of this greater scheme or maybe Dorne, perhaps. And that they're just, again, coming into there's a, a strong connection to the Targaryens. Right. Again, House Merryweather being associated uh, with um, the being hand of the king. Right. So his, right. his grandfather being handed the king. And then you got all this other stuff, Matt, which is like John Connington uh, having feelings for Rhaegar. And now you've got a character like Orton uh, who has a, a similar preference and who was also close to the Targaryens. His family was as well and was exiled. And maybe, you know, there's these alliances in these. There, there's a kind of a bond between these individuals who are who have been exiled and who have been sent away. And it looks like the reason he gets back in, the reason he and his wife would be a good chess piece to play by Varys is because 
uh, Robert got her with child. His lust overcame it, and ah, uh, what the hell. We'll bring him back into the fold. You can have some of your lands back. He doesn't give him all of his lands and titles back, uh, Lord Merriweather. So they're back, either a part of Varys' plan, some grand scheme, but they hightail it out of there. Clearly, they were playing a lot of different sides. Some yeah. people say she's just seeking power, um, but uh, there are, it's a fascinating kind of uh, two characters to watch, I guess, when you think about Cersei. They get lost sometimes. It just seems... you. I never, when I first read it, didn't really know where is that all going? This this House Merriweather, who the hell are they? Why does it matter? And then you find these these sub sort of connections um, to the Targaryens, to Robert, and them possibly having one of Robert's bastards. It's just interesting, you know? Yeah, no, it is. Absolutely. I agree, yes, because as we, you know, just diving over all this stuff, it's one of these things, you and I were talking about this before we started recording, where... There are no small characters in A Song of Ice and Fire. Right. Even, a, you know, a character who come and go. I think we just get so bogged down sometimes with like John and Cersei and Danny, all the big players that you forget about just how important all these, you know, small characters here here are. You know, this Russell Merriweather, right, which is where we sort of start. Mm-hmm. If you go to his wiki page, there's like two things about him. Like that's <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. But you look at these two things, and it's like after in the Dance of Dragons, after her release from imprisonment in the Great Sept of Baylor, Cersei asks her her uncles, Kevin Lannis, to send word to Longtable, asking for Tana and Russell to come to court. Kevin, who wanted to send his niece to Casterly Rock, agrees, thinking he can still send Taina to the Rock with Cersei and foster the young Russell himself at King's Landing. Kevin is assassinated before he can send the letter to Longtable. However, mm-hmm. so. Why it's on, his list. It, yeah. it's on his list of things to do and he's assassinated right. beforehand. So like, right. I, you know, obviously George has a plan for it and he wanted the plan to get messed up. Like what we think Kevin's going to send for it's one of these things, but he mm-hmm. gets assassinated before he can do it. Yeah, there is an episode we need to look at all the stuff that Kevin in that in that epilogue right before Varys kills him. He does. Right. He's got like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. We should actually look at all of Kevin's plans and everything, the things he was going to do before he was assassinated. Right. And we don't know whether it was, uh, what it seems like Cersei hasn't caught on to if there was any plotting by the Merryweathers or whatever, whether she's caught on to that or not. But Varys is, you could say he's protecting that. He's just trying to undo whatever Kevin's plans are uh, either way. What I think is interesting to look at is look at how you have like shit. So the Lannisters kind of fall victim to giving into their lusts and their like romantic sexual tensions and passions and stuff because God, Cersei, I mean, freaking moon boy is, is, is in on all this too. Don't like, worry. There, don't worry. There's a, there is a moon boy. A standalone, coming. Yeah. Standalone moon. It's coming. So it might be on April 1st, but it's coming. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> but like, I th- think about Tyrion, right? So you've got Shay uh, and, and how that kind of undoes him. If, if, if you will, um, if you go back with Tywin's arc and his wife and then, Things that were happening with the Mad King and, and different things. I don't. It's not exactly the same, but like Cersei giving in to different um, needs and pleasure. Her cousin Lancel and and like Jamie have a talk. The, the chapter I'm talking about here, and where where he stops over at House Derry, like they talk about these things, and he gets frustrated and he's he's upset about it. Um, so she's hooking up with other the Kettle Blacks and 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 all these different things. So it's it's part of her kind of undoing a lot. Like she hates Tyrion, but a lot of what she is doing is is. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's like 
like like Tywin gave his son this advice, right? To not bring a whore into um, King's Landing with him. He does. He, somebody should have been talking to Cersei because she's, yeah. I don't know. So that's that's a something that I just kind of noticed. And uh, Jamie, I'm not really sure where we're at. Like that's a little different, I guess, right now because uh, we, we're working towards something with maybe Brienne, but he seems to be growing more and more distant from his sister. So... It's fascinating. All of it, dude. It's just, there's too many. I, I mean, Every when you look through that list, <laughs> dude, there's just so many. There's so many characters that it's, 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 ne- it's never ending, even though the books are done. I mean, potentially done, right? You know, oh, I mean, yeah. Like... At this point, yeah. It's wild that uh, they would think we could stop right here and we're still speculating. Like, it's just freaking. I don't even know insane. what Winds of Winter is going to bring. It's insane. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, hey, be sure to check out our extended edition because as I have another big, long, massive theory of b plus r equals d uh which is you know we talked about in part one of this whole thing so stay tuned for that so everybody else uh thank you for watching thank you for listening we're going to be keep coming back but there's just so much to dive into and house of the dragon is getting closer and closer and we've still got to dive back into some of that stuff as well and then we probably at this rate if house of the dragon it does start soon we'll probably hold off on a storm of swords until season one of the show is over just because who knows it might yeah. be in a couple well, weeks we don't know i think we're getting a super bowl trailer i i think so too and the other thing too is we're, we're having uh good fun with this because we've had a chance to you know get a lot of these winds of winter predictions out there get them done before we move into our house of the dragon stuff which is we're gonna go to back to part two part three and part four uh right. wrap that up and we've got like you said trailer discussions different things we've got to talk about so i think that's all uh fair and well and who knows Winds of Winter could get announced. It could the come prim- out, and we'd have to prim- stop everything. Well, I don't. I don't know that. It, I don't know that it's coming out. But prime time <laughs> to announce it would be in and or around House of the Dragon. Yeah, that'd be huge. So, so yeah. oh, with all of that, guys, be stay tuned. Be sure to hit that if you're watching on YouTube. Be sure to hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It's enormous help. As well as subscribe over there on iTunes. Write us a comment. Leave us a review. Send us an email. BDKcast at Gmail dot com be sure to check out our patreon because we have a ton of content over there or check out our apple premium which does give you that patreon extra episodes as well as uh the content to all of our other shows we do a wheel of time show star wars all of it um you can do that by checking out apple premium so with that guys as always thank you for watching thank you for listening and remember that winter is coming Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.